0: Hello, and welcome to James Bond and Friends. James Bond can't be with us today as he's on assignment, so I'm your fill-in host, James Page, from the MI6 website and MI6 Confidential magazine. With me today are Paul Atkinson, Kelvin Dyson, and David Lee. We originally recorded episode one last week, uh, but we overran by an hour when we descended into general banter about Bond 25 and the series as a whole. So this episode is the second half of that recording. Go ahead and reintroduce yourself, guys.
1: Alright, I'm Paul Atkinson. I'm from New Zealand. In case the accent hasn't clued you to that one already. I've been around the community since about 2003. Um, I'm a uh, television researcher from New Zealand.
2: Okay, and I am David Lee. I live in, well, Basically, the Costa Brava in northeast Spain. Uh, I've been a, a Bond fan since I can remember, uh, probably about seven or eight years old. I run the James Bond and I'm author of the complete guide to the drinks of James Bond. Um, that's it. Uh, I think that's, that pretty much sums me up.
3: Hi, I'm Calvin Dyson, um, speaking from a very rainy Wimbledon right now, uh, and you might know me from my YouTube site where I've been posting Bond-related reviews and other silly videos for a good few years now. Um, yeah, and, and that's probably my only main qualification as a Bond fan.
0: You know you know what's funny, Calvin, is I watched you know, your redone top ranking video yeah. and before i hopped on a four and a half hour flight from new york oh and uh, and and you you really went into it unfortunately with love like <laughs> i don't this is just you know by the numbers and everybody might have had a good time making it but boy boy it's a drag and i don't know sorry if that's paraphrasing you inaccurate no 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 no
3: that sounds but, quite accurate
0: <laughs> so i was like you know what i i did the last rewatch i did was probably about a year ago or so and i was like mm. I, I think i skipped it last time because I was like oh yeah well I kind of that's a known quantity right mm. um so I, I popped it on because you know I carry them all with me you carry the laser discs yeah. right James yes <laughs> TSA always look at me funny but you know yeah it's worth it check that out. It. you just have to squint at them very closely um but, the, <laughs> but I was I was pleasantly surprised by it I watched it from the perspective of Red Grant like it was his movie Mm. And Bond was the guy that he was targeting, and it's a better film mm. when you do that, <laughs> when it's Red Grant From Which They Love, uh. and he's gonna kill James Bond. It's well that's
1: how the book was written, isn't it? It's yes, from, it from is from the perspective
0: of the Russians. Yes. It's it is. And mm. it's a way better film when you look at it from that. I'm not saying it's a bad film anyway, but I just I, I enjoyed it mm. more.
1: So here's the question. You know how like I'm gonna I'm gonna say the good place where you watch the first whatever it is eight episodes and they shake up the premise of the show so mightily that you actually want to rewatch the thing knowing what you know again mm. um are there any james bond films where you can actually do that and enjoy it for that sake like i mean i think james is getting closer to saying if you think about this as red grant's film then you can understand and <laughs> appreciate it in, an, in a new kind of a way but is there any film where you watch where the, the twist is so successful that you have to watch it again almost immediately and go, hey, what did I miss the first time around?
3: Hmm. Oh, that's a good question.
0: Well, who went to see The World Is Not Enough not knowing Electro was the villain and was surprised by it? I mean – because you can watch the, the, I think the second time you watch the world is on Earth it's mm. different because you know that she's the baddie, yeah, and
3: I can't remember like, yeah, I can't remember the first experience with that one, like I must have yeah, obviously not known, but um for as long as I can remember, she's just has obviously been the villain, so I yeah, I can't remember that first experience. It's hard thinking about that actually because yeah, I guess bond films don't really rely on twists all that much, uh it's such an established formula um.
0: Or it's so bleeding obvious. Yes, <laughs> you yes. see it coming.
3: Yeah, because I'm thinking like Chris and Columbo, Fioris Only, that doesn't really change how you perceive the first like, hour of the film, I don't think. Um,
2: and if you've read the book, it's there anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shut
2: up with you and your books.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the book was so much superior. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So I'm still thinking about that twist thing. Uh, yeah. Did you, do you have one? No, Paul? I don't. know.
1: I, I, most of the questions I ask and I will ask are genuinely out of curiosity as opposed to um, actually being able to give you any answer to the questions. Life is one great yeah. good, big question. I'm um, a philosophy major. Nobody, nobody knows that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'd say that the, one of the big ones that they did in recent years was obviously Trevelyan, but mm. they put him in the trailer so everybody knew.
3: Yeah when Sean Bean's name is second in the credits and he disappears after 10 minutes it's
0: like, oh, he's yeah. coming back <laughs> well like yes yeah, so he wasn't going to be uh, Monica Bellucci like 9 minutes mm. it's alright Monica mm. Bellucci's oh. the next villain I think The Living Daylight's the first time if you've never seen The Living Daylight's and you watch it the first time good luck following exactly what the machinations are <laughs> through that plot line it takes a couple of goes I think to fully yeah. understand what everybody's doing double crossing yeah, the military have so. I haven't
2: seen it for ages uh i i went through a i went through a period when i, I was watching um uh, i i used to watch a, a bond film a week at one stage and uh then i mean this is going back, back in quite the a few years now but then you know, <laughs> something like that <laughs> and uh, then you know after a while you 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 see them so much and you just know them so much and you just think christ i need a break from this. <laughs> and, uh, and and it, then if if you do give if you give them a break and go I, I don't know if you you found this if if you uh, give give them a break and go back to them after a, a while sometimes it, you, you, uh, they surprise you.
0: Yeah, mm. I, I was going to say I parked Furos only for a, for a yeah. while. Like I don't need to see that film. Um, and then when when they had the Roger um, screening in the US, they mm-hmm. doubled the Spy Love Me Up with the, with Furos only. And it was, the kind of, it was kind of it was when I kind of like I had fresh eyes on it because I hadn't seen it for probably four or five years, and it it, it actually seemed a better story than the spy love. Uh-huh. Mm.
2: Yeah, the, the, the spy. I I used to really like the spy who loved me, but uh, now I, I I don't I don't think it's that that much good at
0: all. It's mm. no, it's a very thin plot. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Bond walks here, kisses the girl, gets the clue. It's just him following the breadcrumbs. Yeah. I mean, it's. Which are signposted. posted
2: So, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, I mean, talking talking about double bills, uh, not not on the big screen, but at home. I, once uh, I decided to watch uh, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace back to back, just to see if Quantum of Solace mm-hmm. improved. Um, when it was seen in that context and in fact because of the pacing of it because it's so much faster than casino royale it actually seemed worse than just watching it alone (laughs) oh wow um but in fact over the years uh it's grown on me a lot and uh i it's um i wasn't wasn't that keen on it at all when it when it first came out but now
0: I, i think it's pretty pretty okay I, I remember us doing the premiere and everybody afterwards just being feeling like they were going to go and see Casino Royale 2. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. in terms of the quality and the storytelling, and then it was a very different beast. And I think that's what put people on the wrong foot with it. And now looking back, I think you're right. It gets better with age. Yeah, I watched it, it again I, a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah, I, 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 mm-hmm. I caught it a couple of times on, on TV and it was just like the last 30 minutes and, it's, and it was the same same point. Both times, I think, and it was where uh, uh, Bond and Camille, uh, they're kind of kneeling down behind a, a,
0: a rock, and you yes, know, she's cleaning the a gun. mechanism <laughs> of the gun, and she's just to tell the audience that she knows how to use a gun. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like the most overused trope <laughs> yeah, in an actual yeah, movie. But,
2: but then, uh, and so, and so I, I just watched that last 30 minutes or whatever it is a couple of times. And I thought, yeah, in fact, this last 30 minutes is, is OK. And um, I, I went back and watched the, the whole thing uh, eventually. And uh, I, yeah, I think it's, it's much better now. And David Arnold's score
0: in that is really, really good as well. Yes, yeah, sure. best thing of the film by far mm. yeah and i i know there was a different before mark forster like had this thing that he had to make it as short as dr no in his head. um when they were i know we were told by several people who worked in the film that there was a lot of other stuff bits and pieces of it um that were chopped out you know just to keep the action tempo going especially specialized to minutes. like bond you could apparently you could see him like mentally counting his shots for him reloading and stuff in that final sequence where he's shooting the guy you know the the um when he when he lands on the hood of the car and starts popping people off, and hmm. counting his bullets and reloading, us. and there were all those kind of little little tiny little things were taken out just to keep the pacing up. And I think, uh, you know,
3: do you know if Strawberry Fields' uh, name was ever properly revealed on screen? No, that was always part the part
0: joke. That was always the joke. Was in the credits.
3: Oh, that, that it was just in the credits. Yeah. Uh.
0: I actually quite like that. That's it's cute to do something a little different sometimes.
3: Um, yeah,
2: for yeah. me, it's, it, it, know, it, it, it just, is what it is. I, it's, I didn't really care about it either way.
3: Oh, no, no, I, I, I don't care about it that much. I just think it's such a curious choice to stick something like that in the credits where you can't really. There's no pace to the joke or the reveal or the gag. It's just, oh, okay. As you're leaving the cinema and you're sort of glancing at the screen, like, oh, hmm.
2: That's what I was going to say, yeah. Awesome. Well, bonfrey, well, are are you leave the
0: cinema, are Well. Oh, that's. <laughs>
3: well I, i'm of course talking about the masses i was firmly planted in my seat for a further five minutes i want to know who the second best end.
0: carpenter boy is <laughs> <laughs> i i do have to feel sorry for the carpenters because they always just thanked on mass thanks to the carpentry team they don't get called out individually i don't they must very good they must have a very good union representation
2: but, but uh mm. sean connery's shoeshiner gets a, a name check it, it, it is a bit absurd though all the titles Oh, I mean, how, how many names do they have on these films now?
0: Well, I mean, that's the funny thing. When you mentioned, you know, when I was talking about rewatching From Russia With Love, it was the primary caster in the intro, the and the, the end credits are basically like, you know, 20 or 30 yeah. names, it seems. And it's a boom, done, yeah, out.
2: Do, do you know something funny about when they when they show when they show uh, films on broadcast TV in Spain, uh, at least they used to. I don't think I've seen a broadcast film for, for a few years now but they always used to just chop off all the end uh, the end credits they, they didn't show them yeah. and it uh, went straight to adverts and uh, it was uh, i thought well surely um, the, when they when they um uh you know sign for these films surely uh, part of the contract
0: is they have to show all the credits but um yes they do it depends on the country yeah. and the film and the owner of the film and especially in the states a lot of those groups legally they have to show them on broadcast i know we're going to way off topic now but this is how the sausage is made in broadcast is so what they start doing is just squeezing it down to the corner and speeding yeah. them up whilst they do a promo mm. this film but yeah legally in some countries they have to show them but, you know, I think, mm. was it Titanic that was the first one that was really hauled over the coals for, like, having, you know, assistant coffee maker be in the credits? <laughs> oh, really? And it, they made, like, the credits, like, 12 minutes long or something. Um, oh, God. So. It's like the
3: Marvel uh, movie credits. They're always, like, about 15 minutes long. And sort of yeah, but they've got, got like, them.
0: 500 CGI animators. That
3: That's true. About. The amount of effects houses that they have, and everyone from that effects house who, you know, brings a water or a coffee to <laughs> someone else that worked on it, gets credited. So, uh.
0: so um, million dollar question, gun barrel, bond 25. Mm. Um, I I always throw out there, you know, it's they're going to put it in the middle <laughs> just as a oh. joke. And you always get somebody on social media. It's like, really? How do you know that? It's like, okay. <laughs> it's the only, it's the only place they haven't put it in the Craig era. <laughs> so why not?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, the sticking it at the end w- was a mistake. It 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 made absolutely no sense to put it there. The, the Casino Royale one, yeah, I had no problem with that, but uh uh the end mm. why it, it the for me the, the whole point of it was to kind of build up anticipation for what followed. If you stick it at the end, uh it's, it's lost its its use.
3: Yeah, I was kind of okay with that for Quantum of Solace because, you know, how they were talking about, you know, it was like a bookend. You start Casino Royale with it and then you finish Quantum of Solace with it. I was kind of fine with that. But then when they did it again in Skyfall and, yeah, and then just went back to the beginning again for Spectre with a pretty terrible gun barrel graphic By for my money. I don't know how you guys feel about the Spectre one.
0: Yeah, I think some of the EA games in the 90s had better gun barrels than that. Yeah, they use them. yeah. but i remember reading a roger deakins interview where he said well he had this great idea for the opening shot of like blurry and then craig would come into focus through the shadows and it wouldn't Mm. work if you put the gun gun barrel in front of it yeah like yeah got it but uh hello is that the producers yeah Yeah. we need the gun barrel (laughs) at the front it's like oh you're roger deakins we get it we'll put it at the end that's fine (laughs) but i think that goes back to your point paul about the director's having way more say creatively mm, now yeah, than they yeah, ever yeah. did. And last thoughts on Bond 25 pre-production, guys? Anything that's like you want to see or you've heard rumblings or you're worried about? Okay,
2: please, please, please don't mess it up. <laughs> we, 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 we've, got to, we've got to wait long enough, but, so
0: don't screw it up as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I echo <couldn't> that sentiment. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Well, Craig did say that he had some unfinished business. And so there's clearly things he wants to do in a Bond film that he hasn't done yet.
3: Mm.
0: So, you know, okay. who knows? Uh, yeah, I think
2: that that's a positive. If somebody comes to it with, with ideas that they want to. Uh, mm.
0: But I don't know if he just has a checklist of, well, we've done blowing up a big base and we've done this X, Y, Z. We haven't done an underwater sequence of notes. <laughs> yeah. So except for the, ele- you know, the elevator in the house, mm. but and he hasn't done a ski.
2: He hasn't done a ski scene yet. Mm.
1: No, everyone uh, thought that that was yeah. going to be a Spectre thing. with All of the
3: wait. Yeah. So
2: perhaps he, perhaps he can do it in Norway. Yeah. Right.
3: And he hasn't been to space either. So. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is this is this is what he's referring to, probably Calvin.
0: <laughs> oh, I can only hope. <laughs> Our friend Ben Williams, who will hopefully be on this podcast one day, well, actually did find out that he'd used the laser beam. Obviously, at the start of Spectre, so he ticked that one off the list. Mm, yeah. we, we forgot that one. Mm. So, getting all the Roger Moore
1: tropes—chop
0: um, suey. We, well, we've got to do some. We're going to do some
1: serious right. comfort. I mean, some some bowing and getting kicked in the face. Hey, oh, David. <laughs> and
2: and wearing flares as well. <laughs> Safari suit? Has he? Had, I don't think Daniel Craig's had anything close to a safari suit. No, has he used no, the tarsanil, so You know,
1: still plenty of untapped potential. Uh,
3: I really want a guy to like you know take a swig from a wine bottle and then take and then look at the label of the bottle
0: and some flying profiteroles. <laughs> uh,
3: I
1: guess a topic for a further discussion another time would be. Craig's influence on the films himself, because he seems to, mm. much like the director, seems to have the uh, the producers much more than say Roger wanted or Pierce was allowed. Well, and- he
0: is technically a co-producer, mm. so yeah,
3: hmm.
0: yeah. Or did he get too big for his boots? Uh, I don't. They they wouldn't have delayed and waited and coerced him to come back if I think that was. the No, I, I
2: I know. I'm thinking by the end of Bond twenty five, though.
1: And another topic we should pick up potentially is if, um, if Spectre bookended the Craig era, if we weren't going to have another um, Daniel Craig film, would we be happy with what we got, or is this film what we're pinning our hopes to?
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, I, I think that so far the Craig era hasn't delivered what it promised with Casino Royale, so. Mm. Uh, Bond 25 has a lot
0: to uh, to live up to, I think, yeah. Hmm. I don't know if it's like the Star Trek series where I don't know which way around it goes, if it's odd and even films, a good and bad. <laughs> but, you know, I think by popular consensus and by that, by that it's not everybody's opinion, but Casino and Skyfall are two better ones in the odd numbers and Quantum and Spectre are the weaker ones and they're the even numbers, so... By maths alone, it makes sense that this will be a good run to modify But rate.
3: also, there is the uh, the other algorithm to take into account is that no previous Bond is at a truly groundbreaking final film.
0: Uh, no, but out of all of them, I know you know this is going to shock some people. I actually quite like a View to a Kill <laughs> as a as a finale. Um, just because of the elements in it. And oh, clearly Roger was too old. But uh, you know, mm. just the just the everything's slightly off kilter and off colour. And I think it's mm. great. Then you're a fan of quiche. And <laughs> yes. The ladies love it, David. That's all I can say. You can whip one of those out. <laughs> it's a winner every time. Put some right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So does like – I guess I watched it recently and they have like – I think they have like two or three empty bottles of wine on the table as they're finishing dinner and I'm like, God, you'd be so bloated after all that wine. I, I don't know how – Yeah, they-
0: you, just need, you just need to go and lie down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wonder they slipped through that earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I like your point. I like your point, David. Well, this is kind of like – this is the tilt factor of how the how the will probably be judged. Whether it's majority mm. good or majority disappointing, will be will be this one. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the
2: the only thing is, uh, how, however it goes, it's if they if they were making Bond films at the rate that they used to in the nineteen seventies, even uh, just imagine how many films we would have had by now. Double.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, something like that, I guess. I mean. Ignoring the
1: false starts and losing Denny Boyle and all of the, the other things taken together, is it possible today to make a film that's going to like take the kind of box office that MGM needs it to in well, two years uh, or a year?
2: It, it, do, do you know? I, I think that's um, that, that's a good question, and it is all it, it relates to uh, block, blockbuster films in general. Is that how long can this studio system? Uh, continue Mm -hmm. like this because all they need is a handful of these these blockbusters to not perform and that studios are finished which is when when it it all goes to tv which i think it's gonna it's gonna happen anyway um well when you
0: say tv i'd say ott right it's like it'll go to consume it at your uh, your own leisure platforms yeah Yeah. right
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. but if uh yeah I I don't know I don't know how films have, have become so expensive and so quickly I mean what what was the budget for Casino Royale it, 75 was, I
0: think yeah
2: and how have they ballooned so much well it's
0: that third coffee boy uh in yes the credit <laughs> yes I the thought money. So. it's it's yeah. the biscuits it's because the,
2: biscuit. the thing is if 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 the, if the budgets for the films were were half of what they are they wouldn't need to make so much at the box office. Correct. Mm. We we'll just keep uh, making correct. from Brush With Love
1: over and over and over again, and we'll be sweet.
2: <laughs> I think you don't need to do that.
1: <laughs>
2: but you know, uh, how, how can they make Casino Royale, which uh, on the whole people love, and you can make a, a film like Spectre for, what, three times that or, or whatever, which uh, most people seem to hate, uh, so why not go back and spend a third of the money and, uh, make a better film?
0: Yeah. GoldenEye was 60 million. Uh, that was, you know,
2: you know, it's, I, and I, think it's, it's sometimes if you, if you throw too much money at, at projects, uh, the creativity goes out the window and the accountants come in and control too much of what's being done.
0: I mean, and don't forget, I mean, Spectre was in a very expensive film, but it was going to be an even more expensive film before they started doing some cutbacks. Yes, right, yeah. like using Blenheim Palace and stuff instead of going shooting in Rome and all all yeah. the other bits and pieces they changed. I, I I can't blame Sam Mendes if you're the director and in charge of it, and he's like, "Well, this is the last. This is this is my chance to do it. I'm just going to blow the lids off everything. Hmm. Why not?" You
2: know. But, you, you know, it, it's like the, you, you know, that explosion in Morocco? Was it Morocco? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. And uh, it, it, it was supposed to have cost it a million or something like that?
3: Oh, um,
2: And you, you think, well, that, that's a million that's gone in about 10 seconds, and who, who's going to really <laughs> remember that explosion?
3: Yeah, it was really disappointing when they were you know promoting it as the biggest you know uh, m- yeah film explosion done in real life and then when you actually see it in the film there's so much CG tinkering like when I first saw it in the film I just thought oh well that's a, an effect there's no way they could have done that for real Yeah so
2: so what what, what was the point they they could have done they could have yeah. achieved um as good a result or even better a, a result for a fraction of the money
3: mm mm-hmm. Mhm yeah, and then hired that seventh or eighth uh, tea lady or biscuit and boy. They could,
2: yeah, and they could have had a tea lady and biscuit boy for the for the tea lady and biscuit boy as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's tea ladies and biscuit boys all the way down.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Having less money forces you to come up with new ideas and creative thinking. Versus, oh mm. yeah, we'll just fly everybody yes. to Italy to Absolutely, do this. Absolutely yes. Chase on
3: the
2: because it 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 forces you to start to think about how to do things instead of just thinking, oh well, we've got the money to do it, and you know it doesn't it doesn't mm. uh, it applies generally not just to, just to films it's uh, it's everywhere. Do we
1: really need that extra car chase? Do we really need that? Well, we
2: don't need a car chase <laughs> if it's going to be like the one inspector. That's for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, can you believe yes. spending all that money again, and again, sequence yeah. all and that, that money
2: and look look at the result? Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh... There's mm. there's two great shots in that whole sequence. One when the Aston just like power slides around the corner with that mm. roam in the background, and then obviously going down the yep. steps. I think they're the two. Mm. They're that's and um, how <laughs> I I went into that you know because uh, at the premiere I was really looking forward to hearing that motif through the car mm. chase because it was in the trailer. Oh, they got <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what disappointed me the most about okay. that car case was the soundtrack.
3: Oh wow!
1: So, huh. well, the soundtrack in general was—if you've heard, you know, Skyfall, then you've heard Spectre. <laughs> Yeah. i mean that's not that's not an original thought Vegas. i'm sure but it's, it's striking how often you know i have a playlist of instrumental music which includes some thomas newman and some um john barry and so you know some some mozart and how often it comes on in am like there's a skyfall there's <laughs> a
2: Yeah, I think the the music that did work in Spectre was the the at the beginning uh, in Mexico. I thought that that worked really well, but uh, afterwards, you mean the that doesn't
0: sound like a Thomas Newman score, right? That's one thing we have not covered whilst we're just wrapping up on twenty five is the composer and Ah. David Arnold's active on Twitter. Um, We've talked to him many times as different guys as Mi six and done several things with him and. I think I speak for our organization. We say we'd love him to come back and do it. But mm-hmm. um, he's been very coy and quiet. And I know that's one of the later decisions comes in with the director. He,
2: yeah, he, uh, he, he actually – somebody asked him a couple of weeks ago uh, whether he was doing it, and he right. said he didn't mm. know. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i the same. I, I want him back, but uh, – uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. I'd guess. love him
3: back, especially like after those um, expanded um, soundtracks for Dine of the Day* and *The World Is Not Enough* were released recently. Um, like listening to those, it was just like, oh god, it's so nice to have a Bond film scored like this again.
2: Yeah. And and James, you, you say that the the composer is one of the later decisions, but um, I remember with *Casino Royale*, I, I think that he was he was um, in on on Daniel Craig. Um, on his screen tests, if I remember correctly.
0: He scored, he scored, he scored the screen
2: tests. Uh, OK, yes. he, he scored it. But uh, and, uh, so it, w- it would have uh, sucked from his point of view if he'd uh, right. then been told that he wasn't the composer for <laughs> the <container laughs> Royal,
0: wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to give this, the new guy license to go out. And, but I mean, it doesn't seem like he's got his own mm. buddy composer anyway. Whereas, yeah, um, it, 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 that's did. one of the
2: things I am I, I was thinking about a few weeks ago, and I, I meant to check and see if there's somebody who who, who cropped up again and again with him, but... Uh, I think
1: I one know. of the more pressing issues is rather than who scores it, but it's a universal truth that if they're in the production longer and they work with the title, song composer, or whoever they are, you get a better score and a more cohesive piece of work. Um, so that's, hmm. you know... Whilst I'm sure everyone would be pleased, particularly on the strength of Quantum of Solace, to have um, Danny back, it would be a pity if whoever the rope in gets roped in at the last moment and given, you know, six weeks to score a film that they've already seen cut and just been left there on the table, all of the potential for yeah. you know the right beats and the right the right music and the integration of the theme um, I mean even when John Barry and aha didn't famously get along they still managed to make it work and although that that score is particularly repetitive it's also hmm. a good cohesive piece of work and
0: I, I did notice that you know in March um, that's when Madonna was announced as the title theme artist for day of the day so Having a long run up with the composer and the title artist doesn't always work out. Um, yeah, it, it, but she went.
2: Yeah. Does it? Is there anybody uh, that anybody here would like to uh, do the title song?
3: What is in? Us compose it.
2: To, no, to to perform it. Oh, I mean.
3: right.
0: Uh, I guess that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> from a from a populist standpoint, I think everybody would want Adele to come back. But I, you know, I'm a big fan of like when you're on top you know, um, and don't try and come back and repeat. So I think she's also one of those people that she's probably not going to want to come back and mm. try and duplicate it again. Yeah, I,
2: I found that the, the, the um, these last two theme songs a bit bland, overproduced, but
3: uh, I quite like both of them.
0: Oh, I, I remember the the violent hostility to Chris Cornell mm. when he was announced. Yeah, from the older fans, and then when everybody saw it in the the theater, they were like, "Oh yeah, that's great, it makes sense." Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, I was probably one of but... those. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, suggesting Lady Gaga to you guys probably wouldn't. Uh...
0: No, I think she would be. She would be great. But the other oh. part, the, the other issue with that, Calvin, I mean, she's also a composer. Now, yes, yes, and she always has been. So, how she would work with somebody else being a composer? Mm. Hmm. Yeah, very true. Oh, get her to be the composer too. <laughs> <laughs> Title song and score by Lady Gaga. That'd be something else, wouldn't it? <laughs> we we always used to play the guessing game of who's trying to get promoted by Sony BMG, oh. right? And that's usually who they would would plunk forward Uh, in the nomination. But seeing that Sony's out of the picture now, Hmm. um, it could literally be anybody.
3: Hmm. And I think people would want to do it. Like I certainly think it's a lucrative um, position, and especially after the previous two won Oscars. It bodes well. Well,
0: I think, is it Muse that Daniel Craig's always tried to have do the theme? Oh, I'd quite like that. (laughs) Maybe that's why he came back to do another one. That was the thing he wanted to get done. Let's have Muse do the theme.
1: Space lasers and Muse. (laughs) All right.
0: This 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 film is doomed, isn't it? Mm. (laughs) Especially if us three are in charge of it. That's what I my line with the fan community has always been. The worst thing, the worst thing that Eon could ever do is listen to the fan community as to what they should do we would have this really ugly frankenstein movie (laughs) of just all the most pop culture popular things for those five minutes things in there it would date horribly i know any last thoughts on the current comings and goings
3: Uh, well i was just going to ask a question about how likely you guys think this i know this is you know looking ahead maybe a bit too far, but for Bond 26 and how Eon loved their anniversary dates, like, would they let the 60th anniversary go past without a new movie? I mean, it looks like they might have to now.
0: 2007, everybody in the world was like, well, obviously you bring out a movie in 2007, but obviously there's no way they could do that with Casino being in 2006, although they could have delayed the release a couple months and done it it in early 2007. But, you know, anchoring on the 50th really worked for Skyfall, didn't it?
2: Yeah, but okay. Yeah, with Skyfall though, uh, don't you think that part of the reason for its success was because of the the Olympics, and so mm. there was this massive thing about London, um, and you know the the, the big thing yes. about Skyfall was London,
3: mm. and it
2: was. You, you had this Danny Boyle uh, directed short with Bond, Bond parachutes into the Olympic Stadium, and so it was like Bond, Bond, Bond that mm. year. I mean, and-
0: shy of turning to the camera and going, "Skyfall" at cinemas, right? I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, it, was yeah, the yeah. Best it was free a, advert. It was, a, but, yeah. it
2: was it was an unbelievable advert for 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 uh, for Skyfall.
3: Mm, true, yeah.
2: And mm. you know, there was there was the um, there was the the there was the oh. exhibition. I can't remember what it was called now. In in London. Um,
3: oh yeah. The, uh, the, was it designing 007 yeah that that, that, that,
2: that's the one yeah and that 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 opened what about i think it was about march time wasn't it if i if i remember that right so yeah and so you know there there were all these all this bond stuff going on throughout the year and then it culminated Mm. in skyfall and so people had just been uh hearing bond 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 all that year and i I think that had a, a, an awful lot to do with the with the success of Skyfall, and it, mm-hmm. it didn't surprise me that S- uh, Spectre didn't do the box office
0: of uh, of Skyfall at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and obviously, there's no video game going to be coming out. So sadly, that we know yeah. of. So what else can you anchor around it? Yeah. I think I think the wider question is going to be: Does Craig come out? when the film's out and said this has been great i'm done
3: mm-hmm.
0: right or does he or is it left lingering for a little while before he hangs it up mm-hmm. because if looking back on it so connery you know said he was out and then released you on it twice right um i can't remember if roger was yeah he definitely was like this is my last one and then the film came out if you took came out Dalton obviously was a different case. Brosnan thought he would be doing another one, <laughs> right? Yeah, he was pretty so,
2: unceremoniously dumped.
0: Yeah, so, so, so does, bad for him. <laughs> so does this? So does this one? Is this one weird? Where Craig's gonna be? He's gonna get asked by every single journalist when this film comes out. Are you done? or Are you doing another one?
2: Yeah, you, or, this is where he's he's going to do the the Roger Moore, and he'll be no, no. I've done. I've done. That's my last Bond film. That is definitely my last Bond film. Oh, okay. I'll do Bond twenty six, and that's definitely <laughs> going to be my last one.
0: <laughs> well, I I can't see him doing another one.
2: No, I, I can't. I I can't really uh, being serious. No,
3: not uh, unless he suddenly has aspirations to be a director or something else, and he sees it as his ticket into that chair. Yeah, no, he, he's,
2: he's, he's If he he brings out another one, he's going to be, by the time it comes out, he's going to be 50, you know, 55, 56, isn't he?
0: Mm -hmm. At this rate of production. They could could use CG to de-age him like they do with um, Samuel L. Jackson. It would be just interesting to see how politically they handle it because, oh, well, we don't know what we're doing um, about the next one. They'll wait
2: wait for a a fan rumor or or a tabloid rumor and then somebody will get somebody's autograph and then uh, they'll shoot it down via social media.
0: Like in (laughs) 2002 when Colin Salmon went around signing all the autographs 007.
2: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And then whatever happened to him?
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) Quietly disappeared (laughs) into doing BBC One voice idents. Mm -hmm.
3: No, oh, he was in Alien vs. Predator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think you're right, David. It was, it's just going to spark. It's it's bad enough, the tabloid coverage, when there's a film being made with somebody in it and they're like, who's next? I mean, oh. I can imagine that gets annoying.
3: Mm.
2: I, sometimes on Twitter, I can't, I can't control myself w- with some of these tabloid journalists. In fact, I, I laid into somebody from The Independent, it was not a tabloid. And uh, it was just t- talking complete and utter bullshit. And I, I just thought, Christ almighty, if they can't do some, some basic fact checking, then uh, hmm. what, what the hell are they doing?
0: Right. I, I, given, given Craig's pawn shop for being slightly too honest, sometimes, Um, in interviews. I I honestly think he's just going to come out and say, yeah, did everything I wanted to do. Thanks very much.
3: It might be helpful for them to to promote it on the basis of it being his last film. Um, I don't know. Because Spectre wasn't promoted as being Craig's last one, was it? That's why. Well, I was... no, because
0: they didn't want to let him go.
3: So. Yeah, yeah, but I just remember being so surprised by the ending of Spectre, which did just seem like Bond driving off into the sunset, and I just really wasn't expecting that when I first which saw it. Which
0: was which wasn't wasn't the original ending. So mm. an- another thing that Purvis and Wade takes shit for that wasn't them, um, because he had he had he Purvis and Wade's original script had him walking uh, back to MI6 and leaving Madeline all alone on the bridge.
3: Oh. I didn't know that. I would have looked
2: that, right? <laughs> yeah, but Spectre, Spectre doesn't end well at all because it it, it it it's like it it it's like it doesn't know when to finish mm. properly, and you just get a bit more and a bit more and a bit more, and it's just like,
3: come
0: on. And then stop. it's just like the
3: vague dialogue with Q, when he's like, "Oh, I yeah. thought you'd gone," and like, "What yeah. does that mean?" Right.
0: <laughs> and I've never left. And this would be nice just to have a Bond film where Craig isn't either quit, doesn't quit, think he's quit, got fired, yeah. <laughs> or gone missing. <laughs> He's like actually yeah, it, employed it's, yeah, it's, all the uh, way through the film.
2: When is the last Bond film where Bond didn't go rogue? No, He's an independent mm. contractor. Yeah, you're probably right.
1: <laughs> I think it's a tax dodge personally. I think he's I'm trying to...
0: <laughs> So, I mean, maybe a topic for another day, but it's like where does the series go after Craig leaves is probably another podcast, but that's. Mm. I thought we'd just cover the news in like 20 minutes and we would be fine.
3: Is that how long you had, had planned? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. This is a really
1: long 20-minute yeah. podcast, James.
2: You could just speed it up
1: a bit. I might have derailed things with a few too many uh, one-liners, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's why you employ me, isn't it? It's not for my accuracy or my, uh, my good humor or anything like that or my knowledge of James Bond in general. It's just just for the jokes.
0: All right, guys. Well, at that point, I think we should put everybody out of their misery and let them get back to their normal lives.
1: <laughs> Hopefully they're doing something productive while they're listening to most of this.
0: Probably sitting on the tube. <laughs> so we will reconvene sometime in the near future, and and hopefully there's actually more solid news. I imagine in the next couple of weeks, the, uh, Baz and the Daily Mail's information is going to come a bit thicker and faster as uh, agents are signing contracts for talent and stuff. So. Yeah, we, we might actually get some solid casting mm. news. Yeah, I think that was the other thing. You know, just to bookend this on on the launches of the films. I can't remember the last one that was a genuine surprise at when they did the press conference, because everything's already been known by that point. Um, yeah. So we'll see. They've, they've tried to, I think, get better at it, but it's still, I, I can't imagine how difficult it is. It's, it's impossible to keep these things
2: tight. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, yeah. The press conference surprise it's shatterhand
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a triple bluff <laughs> well on that bombshell uh we'll leave it here thanks paul calvin david um maybe next time james bond won't be on an assignment and he can join us we'll see um until next time uh thanks everybody and uh oh one last thing um calvin where can people find you online
3: Oh, yes, you can find me uh, at youtube.com forward slash Calvin Dyson. Uh, And uh, yeah, please check out my videos if you haven't already. You might like them and might be offended by a lot of the opinions.
0: (laughs) Especially if your name's David. David, how can people find you online? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Don't go to his uh,
2: YouTube. Uh, It's rubbish. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> no not, not true uh, I haven't seen them all but he's, he's got some uh, good stuff out there uh, you can find me at uh, the .com or on twitter is
0: also a good place it's uh, 007 dossier alright and from me and Paul from MI6 you can find us mi6-hq.com and from there links to all the social media garbage alright guys well thanks very much and we will do this again soon